The courtroom crackled with tension as the trial unfolded. Prosecutor Emily Reynolds stood calmly, determined to crack the stony defense led by attorney Robert Stevens. The linchpin of the prosecution's case was the testimony of Ralph Foster, friend and last person to see the victim alive. Emily skillfully directed her questions to build on Ralph's account for that fateful night, painting a picture of events that led to the untimely demise of Ralph's friend. In the courtroom's charged atmosphere, Emily methodically built up to a crucial point, the amount of alcohol Ralph had drunk, whether that meant he could be considered a reliable eyewitness. Mr. Foster, would you agree that the party that night was quite chaotic? Emily inquired, her tone measured but probing. Ralph hesitated. Yes, well, it got a bit wild, but I remember what I saw. I'll never forget that night. Wild indeed. Would you say alcohol was flowing freely? Ralph nodded reluctantly. People were drinking, yes. Emily carefully put forth a question. And would you also agree that alcohol can cloud one's memory? Ralph hesitated again. I mean, maybe a little, but I remember the important stuff. Emily stepped back. I have no more questions at this time, Your Honour. The prosecution, confused but willing to take part in what they felt was an easy way to discredit Ralph's testimony, brought their expert witness, Dr. Geoffrey Thornton, to the stand. His testimony asserted that alcohol would render any eyewitness completely unreliable, no matter the quantity imbibed. Emily, undeterred, subtly manoeuvred her cross-examination to lay the foundation for her ace in the hole. As Dr. Thornton confidently explained the intricacy of alcohol's impact on memory, Emily seized an opportunity. Dr. Thornton, are you familiar with the work of Dr. Angelica Hagsand from the University of Gothenburg? The courtroom hushed, attention pivoting to the unexpected mention of the eminent researcher. Dr. Thornton hesitated. Yes, but her findings are not pertinent in this case. Emily pressed on. I think it's important to let the jury decide whether this is pertinent or not. Her recent study published in the Journal of Cognitive Psychology suggests that witnesses with high blood alcohol content can provide accurate accounts under certain conditions. Are you aware of this? The mention of Dr. Hagson's study hung in the air, creating a palpable shift in the dynamics of the trial. Emily strategically quoted the researcher that found that eyewitnesses' face recognition memory was not affected negatively by any amount of alcohol, leaving the jury to contemplate the implications. In his counter-arguments, Attorney Stevens sought to undermine the credibility of Dr. Hagson's research, painting it as an outlier in the scientific community. However, Emily rebutted each and every one of these comments, pointing out the collaborative studies were carried out with the police in Sweden as well as laboratory experiments that gave rise to her findings. Emily used the research to highlight the importance of considering environmental factors, emotional intensity and the significance of the event in assessing the reliability of memory. The courtroom became a battleground of legal wit and scientific expertise, with the jury observing the back and forth, tasked with deciphering the complex interplay of law and science. In the end, the jury rendered a verdict of not guilty. The courtroom, once charged with tension, erupted into a flurry of reactions. Emily Reynolds, flanked by her legal team, faced the media with poise, acknowledging the significance of Dr. Hagson's research in shaping her strategy to find justice. You can find more from Dr. Angelica Haxand in that Journal of Cognitive Psychology article linked to in this episode's description, and of course, on ResearchPod. But that's all for now. See you soon.